As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. We're Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn. Well, actually, I live in Delaware now, so does that make me a Delawarean? You know, Beyonce is my friend in my head. They my people sometimes too. I was a kid, I had an imaginary enemy. Like, does that make me crazy? Life as P presented by Say What Radio. Hey, what's up? This is Life as P. I'm your host, Phoenix Ash. Today is a beautiful day here in Delaware. I'm sitting on the porch enjoying some of the sunshine. So you may hear some cars driving through the neighborhood um, here and there, but I'm enjoying the sun with the breeze. It just feels good. It kind of feels like I'm on vacation. I am not. I am not on vacation. This is like the few minutes it's going to feel like vacation and then it'll be back to the grind. So I'm just trying to be better at taking a moment to get my thoughts together and figure out what I'm going to do going forward. It seems like I'm forever in a space of figuring out what I'm going to do going forward. But I feel like it's working for me because it makes me more intentional with how I move. So I'm seeing results and it feels really good to see that those are not happenstance results, that they're intentional. It's hard because there's so many, it's like a company with several different lines of businesses, except for I'm the company. And <laughs> I got all these different lines of businesses. I'm very little staff to manage it, but I'm making it through. But I wanted to talk today about time because, you know, I had some conversations this past week And the person is a good friend of mine. We were talking about the opportunities that have now arisen for myself and her as well. And how these opportunities seem kind of absent when we had the time and space to take advantage of them. So I took a year off from corporate to pursue writing. I thought it was going to be more long. I don't know. I planned for six months and was like, I don't know. I'll see what I'm going to do after six months. And then it turned into a year, which was great because I felt like I was doing something. I was able to stretch it. But after about a year, I was like, okay, I have to at least get some type of contract or temporary work so that I could supplement 
the money that's not coming in. <laughs> I needed to pay my portion of the bills. We couldn't just do it off of one salary. So I had to jump back in and create a new stream of revenue. So I feel like I'm pulled in a lot of different directions. And one of the things that is most important to me is to make sure that I'm present for my daughter. You know, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know she is a rainbow baby, which basically means she was born after a loss. And she's actually my first of eight children. She's my only survivor. I'm very conscientious about making sure that I'm present for her and that she has my time. So when she asks me to color or when she asks me if she can paint, even though she's painting without me, I try to tell her yes, so that she remembers that good feeling of there was something that I really wanted to do and it wasn't a struggle. I wasn't constantly told no because mommy was tired or didn't feel like putting things together. I wanted to paint and my mother put stuff together and allowed me to paint. And actually when she paints, it's my downtime. I'm able to like read a couple of pages of someone's book or make small edits to mine because she does that independently. So it may take me a few minutes to get all her supplies together and put everything on a palette and all of that, but it's my downtime too. All of that to say that when I've been thinking over my life and I think about how rushed I always feel and how easy it is for me to feel like I'm failing. Now, when I look back over things and I watch the evolution of everything that I've done and the decision to chase my passion and what has come of it, I'm clearly not failing. I'm clearly succeeding. I'm thriving. However, it's very easy for me to feel like I'm failing because things aren't happening fast enough or, you know, I have in mind a particular destination and the destination always seems further away. I don't even know if people clearly know, at least for myself, I'm like, I don't even know if I clearly know when I arrive at said destination because when I look back, I'd be like, oh my God, I did that. But in the moment, I'm feeling like it's taking me so long to get to that next step. And of course, comparison is the stealer of joy. So watching other authors or other writers turn in a book every 30 days or 45 days or even 60 days, I'm like, how come I can't write faster? I outlined, I did everything I was supposed to do. How come I can't find the time to write? How come, you know, I didn't get this publishing deal while I was home for a whole damn year when I had time to put in the effort to market, to put in the effort to read books, comment, you know, all the different things that it takes to be active within the network and grow my readership. And I found myself really complaining. And I was just like, girl, stop it. You are living this. You are doing this. And you need to be in this place. And I was thinking about it. I've been in a rush all my life. And it is that rush. It is that hurry up, let's get there that ignites the feeling of failure. And I don't know if you guys are feeling that too, because I think, you know, someone in your life is probably like, what are you talking about? You've done this, you've done that, and listing all your accomplishments and you're not impressed with yourself. And maybe it's just because you have this unreasonable time frame, this unreasonable timeline. I feel like mine might be unreasonable and it's not even clear. It's not even a clear timeline. So even if I wanted to execute, how would I really even know that I was executing? Because 
I'm so afraid to say by this age, I want this and that. And by this age, I want this and that. I'm so afraid to declare that because I'm afraid that it won't come true, that I'll fail myself. So I believe in my failure so much that I won't even declare something all the way because I'm afraid that failure is an option. And then I got to like pick myself back up and be like, what? the hell wrong with you? Girl, you thinking crazy. Because I am thinking crazy. I am accomplishing stuff. I'm moving forward. I've released soil sheets. I've released cookies and crumbles. I've released in her makeup. These are things. And when I say release, I'm not even talking about book releases. Sure, they're all available on the market. You can pick them up on Amazon or Kindle. In her makeup, you can pick up on Audible. But I'm not even talking about like release like that. I'm talking about release from within my spirit. These things have been sitting with me way on me because they were stories that I wanted to tell and wanted to write. And I just was, I don't know, pussyfooting around, kicking the dust around them, you know, moving very slowly because I didn't have a clear goal as to what to do with them or how to go about them. And once I got that, once I made a determination, I moved. And it's crazy that I don't look at that and say, but I did that. I made a determination I decided what I was going to do within a particular time frame, and I did it. So why am I still afraid to make these declarations? I've shown myself that when I do, I fulfill my promise. So what the hell is my problem? I don't know. What the hell is yours? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, like, what's up? Fear is a nasty little drug, yo. It's a nasty drug. And even nastier drug is the fear that people put inside you from the time you was a child. Or even being an adult in an emotionally abusive relationship, whether it be a sexual relationship, a friendship, or a work relationship where somebody is constantly telling you where you went wrong, what you did wrong, how you didn't do it, what you didn't fulfill, what ball you dropping. That constant, constant, constant. You know, it's not even the fact that you're not talking to yourself positively. It's that you don't even get a chance to hear yourself because you got all these other voices telling you all this nonsense. So you got to figure out how to tune them out. Me, I'm like, shit, I got to tune out my own voice sometimes because I'm the one feeding me this nonsense. You know, I look at my board, I see all the things that I've checked off and I'm like, what's wrong with you? You doing it. You doing it. And do I feel pressed for time? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I've been in a rush all my life. And I'm going to tell y'all why. My mother's sister, so my aunt, who was also my godmother, when she passed away, she was 39. I was seven years old at the time. So she died of colon cancer. And then three months later, my father, who was 40 years old at the time, died from leukemia. And then seven months after that, My mother, who was 36 at the time, passed from breast cancer that metastasized her brain. And I think because of those numbers, I've always been in a rush because I think it's always been in the back of my mind that I would pass away young. Now, I've never been diagnosed with anything. I've never struggled with health issues the way they had, but... There was always something looming in the back of my mind that life was going to be very short for me. And so far, it's proven to be much longer than expected. But I think that I've always been afraid that it was going to end quickly and I wasn't going to execute everything that I was put here to do. Which is crazy because if I was put here to do something that I haven't fulfilled, why would I die? I mean, I have a strong faith in God, so I feel like, you know. And the thing is, we say, oh, but, you know, 
people die all the time before they execute what they're here to execute. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I hate the way that people die, that they die at the hands of other people. But I feel like God is always going to find a way to get that work executed. And if that person couldn't execute it themselves, they sure enough incited the person who would, which still gives the life purpose. So anyway, I know that was heavy. But all that to say that I've always been in a rush. And when I look back and I look at all that I have not accomplished, I'm like, well, rushing is not working. (laughs) It's not. I mean, it's not having the impact or effect that you would think it would have for you to keep feeling this way. So if this is what's going to happen and how it's going to happen, then you need to take your time and be still in your spirit and be calm in your mind and just take your time and do it right. Produce things that you're proud of. Don't worry about how much or how fast. Just produce things that you're proud of, things that you have no problem standing beside and claiming as your own. And I've done that with my work. When I took that year off, I was taking my time. To some people, they're like, you know, you published five books by yourself. You know, you self-published them. You did that within a year. You were moving quickly, but it didn't feel like that to me. To me, it felt like I was taking my time. I had time and I had space and I was thinking clearly and I was just going through the motions, but I was giving the work its time. And something happened this weekend and I don't even know what. But yesterday I woke up and was like, okay, I'm going to be calm in my spirit and I'm going to pray. And I'm just going to take my time. I'm not going to compare myself to anybody who writes quicker than me or has more books than me or has more stories to tell than I do. I'm just going to take my time and I'm going to run my race and I'm going to stay in my lane. And I'm not going to cross over until it's time for me to cross over. I'm just going to take my time. And taking my time for me doesn't look like five, six years. It usually, you know, happens within a few months. But rushing happens within nothing. Nothing happens when I feel rushed. I write like crap. I go back over and like, what was I thinking? I rewrite and rewrite and rewrite because I'm like, oh, I'm so disgusted with it. I've had a second person in my life say that I'm a perfectionist and they said it as a joke when I was at work. They probably don't even know how it stung me because if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I'm trying to work through that after my sister-in-law had nicely pointed it out and then several people in my life was in agreement, and I was like, oh, okay. So I'm trying to work through that because I was like, oh, my God, somebody else is realizing that about me. So, all right. Obviously, I haven't worked as hard on it as I thought I was. And it's spilling out other places. And, you know, of course, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm a perfectionist or I just want to deliver quality. And it's probably a bit of both probably a bit of a, I don't see nothing wrong with wanting to deliver quality, but I don't need to overthink things and I don't need to place too much weight on things because people just going to have their opinion. They're going to take things a certain way. They're going to read into things. They're going to not read things. They're going to read my book and not leave a review. They're going to not read my book. They're going to download it and never look at it. They just, whatever. Or they're going to not touch it. They're going to look at the cover and be turned off. They're going to look at my name. They're going to say they don't know me whatever. But if I place too much weight on trying to maneuver that or trying to master that, I'm going to lose myself and lose my creative process. And that can't happen. I love writing and I love telling a story. And when it feels like too much pressure, it doesn't sit right with me. It really doesn't. 
because I know that I can tell a good story and I know that I can make it sound lovely and I know that I can communicate well. So I need to stop rushing because all those things that I know about myself become untrue in the work when I am pressed to hurry up. I had a writing assignment where I had to write a short story that was between 5,000 and 10,000 words. And I've talked about this before and I felt so rushed. I was able to do it and I probably wouldn't have felt as rushed because I feel like there was enough time to execute it. But my initial idea, I wrote like three quarters of it and then scrapped it. And by the time I scrapped it and was ready to start something from scratch, the deadline was, you know, a week and a half away, maybe two weeks away. And for all the other things that I have going on in my life, that is not a lot of time. Plus, it also means I have to break myself out of whatever creative spirit I was in for whatever I was creating at the time in order to redirect. And there was a time that I could work on three, four things at one time, but that was when I was home and I was not working and I could have multiple things going on. That's not part of my process right now. I can't because it's too chaotic. Is too much thinking. <laughs> Honestly, my brain starts to get overwhelmed and I feel like I'm at capacity. So there's no mental budget for, you know, extra, which is also why I can't tolerate like people who feel some kind of way or all that stuff. Like I'm at capacity. I cannot manage other people's emotions or how they're going to feel about me or what they're going to think. I try to be as kind and as nice and as sweet and as engaging as I possibly can be naturally. Anything that's unnatural, I don't have the mental capacity for. I don't. There's no more budget for anything that's not authentic because authenticity doesn't take effort. But all that extra, nah, no B. I cannot. I don't have the time. And it's not like I don't have the time because I'm in a rush. It's just I don't have the time to allocate to it. I have other things that I need to allocate my time to, other people that I need to allocate my time to. So I say all of that to say if you feel rushed, to make it to a certain point in your life or to make it to a certain goal, slow down for a second. Think about what you truly want. Time is going to pass anyway. So whether you achieve it at 29, 36, 45, 54, 68, doesn't matter, 74, doesn't matter. You're going to reach it when you're supposed to reach it and you're going to be so seasoned, so seasoned that all the fruit you produce is going to be good fruit. Don't go rushing to build a garden that only has half a good tree in it. You know, you can grab a good fruit from it every now and again, here and there. It has a lot, but how good is it? And that's what I'm telling myself, that quality over quantity. Take your time, think it through, enjoy this phase of your life. You've always wanted to write for a living. You're doing it. Are you doing other things too? Yes. To create your living? Yes. Okay. So you're not there. You're not totally relying upon it just yet. But if you take your time and you produce quality, over time, you will get there. You don't have to worry about, oh, I don't understand social media. I don't understand marketing. I don't understand the mailing list. Take your time. Pick one thing to work on per week. Take the time to have somebody walk you through it. Pay somebody if you have to, if you got it. Take your time. Take your mental time. You don't have to run anyone's race but yours. I don't have to look over at the next person's paper and see how I saw a post today that I felt. What was it? Sis, you feel like you're failing because you keep looking over at her paper 
and her test might be different than yours. You know, I felt that. I did. I pride myself by not trying to, you know, do what you're doing. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that I'm not watching your progress. I'm like, damn, I want that. But I don't know if that even feels like progress to you. Somebody's looking at me like, yo, she doing it. And they don't know that seldom does it feel like progress to me. So let's stop that. Let's stop being so much in a rush to the point where we convince ourselves that we're failing when we're not. Let's not lie to ourselves. Let's encourage ourselves to move forward, to keep steady, to be consistent, because that feeling of failure will tap out your consistency. It will, because it'll make you be like, you know what, maybe not. And that's the thing that make people stop. And then they pick it up again. And then they're like, damn, I wish I never would have stopped because I would have been so much further. But I just couldn't take it. And then they keep going through the cycle. And I was definitely one of those people. I'm actually very proud of myself that over the past two, three years, I've been very consistent with chasing this lifestyle and chasing who I'm meant to be. This is the most consistent I've ever been. And so I need not beat up on myself about where the holes are. I need to just take my time and figure out how I'm going to fill them. And it's okay if it takes me a little longer than someone else. It's okay. Because it's going to take me longer than somebody. It is. Just like it's going to be quicker than somebody else. It's my pace. And I don't need to be in a rush. I don't need to fear dying at 36. I don't need to fear dying at 39 or 40. I don't need to fear that. I need to just pursue what it is that's in my heart and enjoy the days that I'm here. If I was to die tomorrow, if I was to die next year, I need to enjoy the days I'm here. I don't need to be full of stress and full of worry about the event. <laughs> like it doesn't. It needs to be joyful. It needs to be full of kisses. My daughter was kissing me today. Her intention was to get to 100 kisses. So like every 20 minutes, she'd be like, I want to kiss you. And she'd give me like, four kisses and then she gave me like six kisses and then 10 kisses and she loved the fact that I was adding them together and she was like we're almost at 100 I love that I love that that's days that's times that I need to enjoy I need to relish in and if I gotta put my pen down for a second or take longer to figure something out because I'm being kissed 100 times by my child then that's okay that's okay those are moments I don't want to rush All right. That's my spiel for this week. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I hope that you feel encouraged, inspired. I hope you go forward. If you want to share anything with me, please reach out to me. I'm at PWrites on Instagram, at PWrites on Twitter. You want to join my reader group? I have a reader group now. Yay! On Facebook. It's called Phoenix's Fireflies. And fire is spelled F-I- Y-A-H. So it's Phoenix's Fireflies. Come join the reader group. We have all kinds of discussions. We help encourage each other. We celebrate one another's lives. We ask questions and we get a couple of sneak peeks at some stuff that's happening, some books. You get book recommendations, not just about me, but other books that I'm reading. I do a bunch of giveaways too. So if you're someone who likes free stuff, word, Phoenix's Fireflies on Facebook. Anyway, I thank you so much for giving me your ear, giving me your time. And again, I hope that every day is filled with a step towards your passion. Until the next time where we can exchange power. Peace. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.